Hello and welcome to my very first episode of my brand new podcast. Uh, my name is Tyler Heath. Uh, yes, I'm back. I used to do a podcast with my friend called Liam. Uh, the podcast was called The Gnome. Some of you might remember it. It was one I was doing whilst I was in Australia. We were talking about movies and stuff. It's almost like that's literally all I talk about because this is the same sort of thing. Sort of, anyway. Rather than reviewing the films these days, I'm just talking to filmmakers um, because that is my life. Um, but yeah, this is my brand new podcast. Uh, I'm back in the UK now because that was one of the struggles with the gnomes that I lived in Melbourne while I was over there. Uh, so we have found it hard to find time to do it together. But now I'm back. Uh, obviously, that's even harder because now I'm 10,000 miles away from him. So I'm just launching a new podcast here. It's called Making the Movie Maker. And I've had loads of people ask me, what the bloody hell does that mean? Well, I didn't think it was that complicated when I came up with it, but I'll break it down for you anyway. Basically, each week or each episode, I want to get different guests onto the show and talk to them about their experiences as a filmmaker. I will predominantly be talking to filmmakers. It'd be a bit weird if I just took a random person off the street and talked to them about being a filmmaker, because they're not going to have a clue. Uh, So I will be getting filmmakers on, talking about all the experiences they've had, some difficulties they've had, some funny stories and lessons they've learned, and even the inspirations they've the work for them and what's helped them in their career or their journey through filmmaking uh, I myself am a filmmaker and I've had loads of experience in this sort of industry as a freelance videographer now you know I'm learning even more I did it at university and my journey is very different to a lot of people so I just really want to delve into how other people got into it as well um, so this is my very first episode uh, of my new podcast as I said it's like the sequel, this uh, new podcast. You know, no one asked for it though, uh, so it's like an unsolicited sequel, uh, which is basically just most sequels these days. Um, but yeah, this is it. Um, this week I'm going to have a very special guest. It's my good friend Jack. We went to university together, and he's just recently launched his own brand, Jack Williams Creative. He's a phenomenal videographer and an amazing person to have a chat with. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, we're just going to crack on with it now. Cheers. Hello, Jack. Hello. How have you been? Not too bad. How have you no, been? Yeah, good, man. I'm really, really good. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time, actually. Uh, two years, I believe. Yeah. Three years since we were like, at uni. Yeah, pretty much Pretty much three years since we properly spoke I saw you like two years ago, but not really. Yeah, we bumped into each other in a club in Bath, if I I remember correctly. (laughs) Do you remember that? Because I don't think you do, do you? I I think I told you (laughs) that, yeah. (laughs) Um, But how have you been? I'm I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, good. What have you been been doing? I've been quite busy. um, The past few years, I've I've kind of been working part-time, well, full-time and then part-time. And then I got kind of my first freelance positions within the within the past year and a half oh nice um doing what exactly so the first one um i was a post-production editor and videographer uh, for a cookery channel on youtube unreal yeah what sort of what sort of food are we talking it was so she was spanish so you know spanish food yeah yeah. oh my fave it was really nice And, and the perk of that job was that i i did get paid per shoot and edit but i also got to eat all the food after it was filmed so. dream um, yeah. why are you not still doing that well i just i just got well that's the next stage i got my next position at this new company yeah uh, called white villa films 
It's um, wedding videos, that, isn't it? Predominantly wedding yeah. videos, yeah. Nice. And corporate and event filming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but predominantly weddings. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was a really good opportunity for me. Um, and I think we both aren't, like, a huge fan on wedding films. Like, we prefer to be making other oh, 100%. types of content. Yeah. But getting this job and um, this guy hiring me was such a big platform to me to really start to learn from him yeah obviously he's runs his own business and i was one of the main shooters on it so i I managed to get a load of experience behind the camera and also mainly editing as well yes it's been it's it's one of those things isn't it it's like a huge opportunity to kind of launch yourself as a freelancer um it is just one of those things isn't it you've got to take what you can get at a very early stage yeah um, you've recently just been working with me uh, today. Well, by the time you hear this, it'll be a couple of days later. Um, but yeah, you've been working with me today. So obviously yeah. I do my thing. Tyler, he's visual. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we've been uh, well, well, we've been doing a shoot for... Uh, it was a weird video. I don't. Whenever anyone asks me what sort of thing we've been shooting today, I don't know how to explain what kind yeah. of video it is. So <laughs> it's for... It's a it's community for, video about... Yeah covid yeah about how covid has impacted the community the local community yeah uh, so like local businesses uh people that have had to isolate uh and that are vulnerable and, and how um, kind of companies and yeah. the, the communities really and, adapt to and that hasn't it? Yeah. as well and how they've been able to cope yeah um, it, it was an interesting shoot to be fair um we're kind of thrown into the deep end with it a little bit uh we had a we had, i mean we did six interviews today which was phenomenal like a phenomenal effort and the, the turnaround we did for it was pretty amazing yeah. i'd say um, and i just really enjoyed it because after being in lockdown for so long being able to like yeah. kind, of, kind of get back out there and, and start cracking on um and and making making things again yeah um, um yeah yes really but good. how did you feel like so were you working through lockdown like how did that feel how did you feel that like influenced you as a as a creator so for me it wasn't sorry impacted you as yeah. a creator <laughs> it wasn't uh the worst for me really um so lockdown happened kind of mid-march yeah and i managed to actually work uh in this freelance job like we were working through the backlog of different things that we had filmed in earlier in the year yeah so i actually was able to work for two months um on a few projects uh-huh um but then once that stopped, I was completely um, uh, not doing anything. So I kind of had to have an action plan. Um, and I, I started to learn a few new bits of software. So um, I, pr- I use Adobe software. So you, you got quite into the Adobe like suite. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah I must admit. Um, so obviously I started lockdown in Australia. Uh so I didn't really, and I didn't have access to my, my, my suite, which I have here, um, which was quite annoying. So coming back, I was like, I must get on with something as well. And I kind of got into the Adobe suite a little bit. Obviously we did bits and bobs a lot at uni, yep. uh, Premiere Pro. I think we're all familiar with Premiere Pro and how, as you know, as we are. Um, but I really tried to get into After Effects. Yeah. That's uh, the one that I kind of, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. I think as soon as you've got that, that, basic knowledge you can create some cool little yeah graphics but once it gets into like kind of 3d and kind of when they properly start to move around and all the different loads of different little intricacies all the little effects the you can achieve like yeah. yeah it's just one of those things it's once you've got it down it's a genius piece of kit that mm. can really 
push forward your kind of yeah like filmmaking ability but Even with really simple uh, yeah design. just some of the most like all right because i sort of used it in my film sister um so at the end of the film in the credit sequence i kind of made it like a really weird glitch effect with the names and stuff as they come up like the top build names um and even that i just felt really lifted the production value mm. um and it's again and also with th visual i created a little graphic that i put at the start of my videos and that took me a couple of hours to learn really basic little like animation but it just really again really increases the yeah, value of your. it's just so much better than just kind of just a really basic title that just kind of pops up and maybe fades yeah, out exactly um, and anything that's that static and just kind of moves off screen by not fading looks this really looks tacky really and, cheap yeah. doesn't it it's so when you've got something that really kind of like smoothly moves in and just different elements yeah at different times 100 percent. yeah i think if you can get some like really interesting things happening at once you just instantly you know made such a better product yeah. and i think it's just yeah a really awesome way to do it so and uh, there was another thing so like when i i started to learn a bit of code as well so the website coding for, so you go into web yeah like web development nice so i my brother does that so he gave me a few kind of tips and, and little kind of lessons here and there and yeah. always like there to for me to ask questions and i built my own website which is well at the moment it's peterjackwilliams.com but it's going to be changing its name and branding soon so but you've just changed it again to just jack williams creative right yes yeah. so tell me a little bit about your brand like what it's um so what i've got from what i've seen of your branding you've gone for a very different style you're like for mine personally it's kind of very much just black and white it's very basic like you've gone for quite a creative i mean i know you're called creative so i guess that reflects it's a lot artier so what was what's what's what was i thinking you know i've always i don't know i've always been a fan of color especially kind of pastel colors yeah uh, and, i i'm, and I'm of, fully familiar with that about you to be and fair so i think that reflects within my work so i, I kind of wanted more of uh like a, a fun fun colors yeah and not not too much like you don't want it to be too overpowering but no of course i felt like it just reflected me as a person and, and my kind of work that i'd produce i suppose i think uh, i mean i i i can fully understand that with you obviously We've worked together. We've known each other a lot, six years now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have very similar tastes film-wise, which I'm assuming we'll get into a bit later. But yeah, I, I kind of get the pastel feel. I think it's, to be fair, I, I think it's quite a unique and different way to do things. Um, obviously, a lot of people would say, stay si like similarity, familiarity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, d I don't know what phrase I was going with there, but I think the familiarity of kind of the black and white sort of feel could work but i think it really has something to, i think it's a real statement to stand out yeah um and I, I i mean i was drawn to your logo i know you're redesigning it and obviously we probably all are i will probably redesign mine in yeah. about a year or so but <laughs> yeah i really like it um so what made you kind of want to get into the route of freelancing i think it was the the freedom that it allows you um in just your day-to-day -day life yeah not having the kind of the control of of like a boss although 
you're working with different people that might be the lead on the shoot. So say our shoot together, like you were the lead. So I was there as the camera. Yeah. Given my creative input, but you, it was more like, you know, your, your vision for like the interview sequences and stuff like that. Um, but th- that's still being able to be like creatively free. Whereas I think if you work for a company, which I still might go down that route for a while to kind of, um, which I think is quite important to kind of learn learn a lot, gain the experience you yeah. need. Yeah. Um, but um, ultimately, yeah, it is it is just that freedom, and especially within for us because we're we don't just shoot; we are editors as well. Yeah. Being able to have that freedom in in that space is is mm. just really nice <laughs> to have. Yeah, and you, you you know you say about the editing, and I think this is a side of sort of the creatives thing that we do that a lot of people don't see because it freelancing there is a lot of work that goes into it um for me personally like we do the shoots and then we've got to do the edits and the edits can be quite consuming time consuming you watch it over and over um but it's quite rewarding and i think for me that's personally why i enjoy the freelancing because i know for me personally i was fully in charge of every aspect of what goes into the project it's just quite a rewarding feeling. Do you, would you agree? Or yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's it's more similar to what we used to do at university. But now, luckily, we are just getting paid for it, which yeah. makes it even sweeter. But it's not necessarily the reason why we why we do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Fair. Um, and would you say it's something you've like always been passionate about, like w- working in film? Um, kind of oh if not when did that sort of love for film making start so when i was at school we used to have kind of odd media lessons yeah and so we never had anything like that at school like i didn't like (laughs) we didn't have any opportunity to do anything like Mm. learn about cameras or film at school or anything like that it was fucking shit to be honest (laughs) i didn't have to do it until i chose to do it at college so so sorry, you was so you get you had a school and stuff. I remember my first project in year eight, and uh, eight. we just made this little. We had to make a promo for a chocolate bar. I love and that. We made it for Kit Kat, and we we were very into football, so it, it was actually a really cool video. But I, I I can't I don't know where it's gone. But from that moment, like I, I just I really loved making something that I could just create, and and so basically that was a bit. You can cut that. Um, <laughs> so, I so, probably yeah, won't, you know. Different, different thoughts like came into my mind when I was saying it. So, so halfway through that answer, you were like, "This is dog shy." Hold on, <laughs> let me try this again. So, so I've never been like very, up, very average, um, kind of academically. I, I always passed, but I, I was never really. I'm the same. Like, to know, be like fair, A's and A stars. Yeah, in kind of maths and science. But when I um made this video in year eight and we showed it in the assembly in front of the whole year mm-hmm. i felt such like a, a feeling i just can't describe that everyone really like liked it and, and gave yeah compliments you got like, something you get something to show off yeah, and people want to watch it and go that's kind of cool and it was and i was always good at sport but not like really amazing and that was yeah. the first thing that i really kind of i just i just fell in love with it then but then on the other years the, um the next years ahead my teachers always told me to take literature and language. Right. Because media is kind of just like a bit of a side subject. So so annoying, so isn't it? It's always pushed, pushed aside, yeah. isn't it? Like, it's even the same now. It's like, the 
the arts and their like the creative media mm. side it just gets pushed aside go and do something that will probably benefit you more yeah, but like does it does it benefit you more like what, what the fuck does literature have that fucking media can't get you yeah. i don't understand it really it's still cre- it's creative in its own right yeah, exactly so, i don't know why yeah i honestly don't know but um uh yeah I don't. I honestly do not. <laughs> no, it's know. fair. It's me yeah. going off on a tangent. To be but, honest, um, with uh, with that, when it got to A levels, I finally decided. I was like, you know what? I'm. I'm. I really want to do it, so I'm going to do it. And I was a bit older and and kind of knew that I like, I loved film and, and wanted to do it. So, and then um, my media teacher was. Uh, both of them were just so good and encouraging. I, I ended up actually getting a really like a star in theory for that too. So oh, amazing! It was the first thing that I like really excelled at. Yeah. Um, so you knew straight away that you clearly just were quite gifted. Mm, yeah, in, without well, even like knowing, and I just wish I did it earlier. But at the same time, it didn't didn't affect me. So no. Mm. So why would you? Why did you choose the uni route then? Because obviously we met at uni. Yeah. Uh, we did the same degree, uh, and I just wondered why you personally, because I know why I picked it. Uh, I wanted to just expand my knowledge. I didn't really know a lot. I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't know what the op- my options were. So I kind of I went with uni personally. I just wonder why, if it's something similar, or why you took the route yourself. So I always just had the idea that it was just the thing to do. Like my so my brother's the, like a natural old. progression. Yeah, like right. It just it was always just that was always going to happen. But yeah. I never knew what it what I'd go to study. It was always sport for for a load of years, because my brother brother's eleven years older than me, and, and he he went to uni and graduated and stuff. So I remember that, and also my best friend uh, from home, the first guy I met in Cornwall, Will. I remember just getting off the bus from uh, no uh, walking back from primary school. Yeah, and um, and we always just like kind of talked about it. Like we were just like oh like we can't wait to like. We'll still be mates then, like, and we still are, which is yeah, yeah that's but, good. Um, yeah, it was just a, I think, and also just to learn and, and really kind of like develop, like you yeah. said. But yeah, it was just always just, I just thought that that was the thing that the, the, did, the, and all my the mates progression. did it. So I just went to do it too. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I mean, uni, I do feel feel like we learned a lot. Sometimes I feel like I didn't learn as much as I. I needed to and I feel like coming out of uni I probably learnt more than I did whilst I was at uni I don't know if maybe it was already previously embedded and I just kind of now that I'm now that we work in it maybe I'm just enhanced it Mm. a little bit Um, but yeah like I said we did the same degree and I just want to know like what were your thoughts on Bath Spa's take on a film degree (laughs) so it was because it was at times yeah it missed some of the lecturers, no idea how they got the jobs. <laughs> uh, do, do, any honourable mentions? Or? I, I don't want to mention names, you know, just in case somehow he stumbles quite literally, quite literally. upon this podcast. <laughs> I've never met a man more incompetent than that man that we are not naming. Uh, it was like... It was like talking... You'd have a more coherent conversation with a wooden plank. <laughs> no, yeah. Like genuinely it was just yeah it was like you'd start you'd you'd go in for a meeting with him obviously in third year we had like regular meetings with him didn't we and we'd go in for catch up and he'd ask us how it's going like what's the situation what's the deal 
and then he'd answer the questions for us with some bullshit stuff. In such a weird way that didn't even relate. <laughs> and then when, and then kind of the meeting kind of just ended and then he was off. And, and then we he was like, like, well, this was oh. really productive. I was like, was it? I've come in more frustrated yeah. than I was before. Yeah. And to be fair, like, I had to calm Tyler down quite a few times. Like, you, you got very <laughs> frustrated, I could see. And it, uh, I, I, I think I did shout at him a few times. Yeah, I think, yeah. Any, any, any ones come to mind? Because I blocked them out. Uh, <laughs> was... Oh, I can't think of any exact examples. <laughs> he was just a twat. Like, no, you I did been... walk out once. Didn't I storm didn't... out? Yeah, you did, yeah. Oh, my mum's my going to hear this and go, <laughs> well, you didn't tell me that. Oh, <laughs> friggin' hell. But, so, the, the I think... Without third year, when two lecturers came in who were industry professionals, still worked within the industry, came in and literally changed the course. And, and they, if I didn't have that third year, I would have come out so much worse. Yeah. Worse off. Um, Wait, who are you referring to? Mark Adams and Ed Tristram. Oh, of course. Yeah, they yeah. genuinely, yeah, yeah. So completely Mark flipped the game. a post-production company, like pop-up post-production company and Ed's Ed's a sound uh, design wasn't he yeah. he, he was he predominantly worked, worked in music though didn't yeah, he yeah films and music uh, he was yeah Ed was a great guy yeah. to be fair and so was Mark as well We, yeah. I genuinely think we learnt a lot I learnt so much with them yeah in it like one lesson I think I learnt more from Ed and Mark than I did three years with any of the other ones we shall not name yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I think but, you know, all three years as well I had a lecture that I was like why are yeah. you here every time yeah Hundred percent. Oh, it's the worst. I, but I think overall, like, I would not. Well, maybe change a few things, but the the whole experience was just so worthwhile going, and I and I yeah. did learn a lot about myself as well as filmmaking, mm. and it was honestly priceless. And, but how do you feel it pushed you as a filmmaker? I feel I feel like I hadn't really created that much stuff before coming to uni, mm. so I was a bit of a novice. Really, I knew that I could, you know frame well and 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 film stuff that's yeah, yeah. good but i'd never really had that opportunity so i i do think that it pushed me um like theoretically and uh kind of actually going out and being able to film yeah but at the same time i, I think we could have been pushed a bit more i feel like when i hear about other film courses like they they did a lot more stuff oh 100 percent covered yeah. a lot of more different avenues like that lady we met today for the film shoot she uh she did a film course 12 years ago and worked with yeah it sounded far pro- more like interesting proper film cameras like yeah. old school film cameras learned like to properly edit film by splicing it mm. and sticking it together with tape yeah. that's unreal mm. i would love to have learned how to i know yeah. we wouldn't do that because cinema doesn't work that way anymore mm. but i feel like it's one of the i feel like film is one of those things you need to know how it began in order to appreciate how it works now mm. And I think that's one of those things that a lot of filmmakers that don't appreciate, like or people that see filmmakers don't appreciate. Like we appreciate the art. I keep saying appreciate now. We, you know, we 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 acknowledge the art. And I personally would like to know where it came from and how it started and how it used to work, and then really kind of be like, oh wow, we get it quite lucky nowadays. Like we just chuck it in an editing software, and it's jobs are good. And do you know what I mean? It's easy. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel Bath Spa's take on that degree. I mean, I loved it. Like we had an industry standard TV studio at our disposal Two actually mm. two studios at our disposal. Um, 
And some of the, we had some great opportunities. I know I didn't take as many as you did. You took quite a few on. Um, you did one for BMW, didn't you? Yeah, BMW came was... to use the TV studio. Nice. So we got involved with that. What was that like? It was good. Yeah, another one of our mates, Ollie Arthurs. Yeah, I'll probably get him on here in a few weeks. He yeah. won't stop talking now, I imagine. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we did that shoot together. And, um, and and our friend Libby as well, actually, Libby Burke. Yeah, yeah shout um, out to them. Yeah. Uh, not not together, though. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> They're both going to listen to this and go, fucking out. But I always tried to do those extra projects. Whenever yeah. they came up, I always tried to put my name down. Really gutted that name. I just kind of well, you missed Deal or No Deal. We oh, don't bring no I knew deal. this was coming. As yeah. soon as I said I missed out so many, he was like, and, uh, what was he's going to bring... I'm, I don't want to go into why I did that at all, to be honest. Um, yeah. I missed a shooting of Deal or No Deal. Yeah. Uh, deal or No Deal was a few jokes that were running around. Uncle Noel. We, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we made a lot of jokes about that. That whole bloody deal or no deal situation. But yeah, I didn't go. Um, t- I'm not a huge deal or no deal fan anyway, so I'm not that bothered. Um, but I guess I should have gone to appreciate just how much effort goes into making a studio production. But we did it so much. Uh, I mean, we've done some bizarre yeah, <laughs> projects. I, I almost feel like we we taught ourselves a lot. Uh, I think so. Uh, you are left to your devi- own devices a lot. Third year, we we really like pushed each other. I think because we worked. Yeah, on, I, I mean, yeah, we worked, which we will get onto in a bit. I do actually want to talk to you about that. But I've just going back to what you were saying a minute ago about how when you went to uni, you felt like a novice and you hadn't made much before. Yeah. So I'm assuming there were was there like a particular film or a director that sort of inspired you uh, to like go and you know, explore this kind of world of filmmaking for yourself or? So before I, I had an appreciation for film, but I never really had a favourite director as such. Yeah. But my, one of my um, tutors at the time, at the second year of A-level, he, I, I spoke to him and said, oh, I want to go to uni to study film. I've made yeah. my mind up. And he said, okay, if you want to go do that, I really want you to watch uh, these two films. <laughs> I know um, exactly what films they're going to be. <laughs> uh, and, and he and he gave me Darjeeling Limited Amazing. and Moonrise Kingdom, which are both directed by Wes Anderson. Oh, the man himself. Yeah. The man himself. And so what is it about him? Because he's my favourite director, and I know that this is one of the things we bonded over, uh, was our mutual love for Wes Anderson. Uh, and especially those two films as well. They are real standout films. What was it about them that you just watched and was like, wow? I think they were just so different to anything Anything you'd ever seen. seen. I, I get that. And I just like, I, I honestly fell in love with the, the way that he made these films. Like, yeah. very symmetrical. I know he had a lot of influence from um, theatre and plays. Oh, 100%. So, Everything's very in its place, yeah. isn't it? Um, every, yeah, very particular and very intricate set yeah. design. Um, the fluid movement, yeah, and and yeah, the camera movements, and I think that's. It, it was almost that, uh, say, in in films like, it, they do get very creative, obviously, and a big like camera movements, like very impressive. But these, they, you know, his like really quick pans and a lot of like tracking. It almost looked like not novice filmmaking, but I thought I could make films like this. Yeah. R- whereas if I saw like a Hollywood blockbuster, I was like. 
well, there's no way I can really yeah. do this. I yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I agree. It's you can't look at something like Transformers and think, oh, that'll be me in about ten years. Mm. Can you? And I mean, I'm not saying I want to make a Transformers film. Quite honestly, I really don't. Um, <laughs> I think it's dog shite, but that's my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you, I looked at Wes and was like. I just want to. I want to be that man. I want to. I want to be inside that mind yeah. and create the things he does. Mm. So I remember seeing his use of color. Yeah, and he has you know very intricate characters with all. He has always that overarching theme of kind of family issues. Like there's always a family problem and Four stuff characters. like that. Yeah, really, very much so. And I just, made my first film after I made watched those films. My second year college project was uh like kind of filmed in the style of wes anderson right and um how'd that go i i actually really like the film <laughs> still I'd, I'd love to remake it I've, I've written a new script for it um i love doing it, that but it's a fair. lot more in depth it's pretty much not the same film really. yeah no but, but that happens yeah i loved it it was it's called it, double fault it's <laughs> double f- oh wait you wrote that as a script in uni yeah, Didn't yeah. That, is again. that the one you submitted for script writing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was when we had to it's changed again. So oh, it's yeah. yes, the third rewrite. I could see that. Uh, like tennis is. Has he ever done? Oh, I suppose Tenenbaums. There was yeah, tennis in it, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. That that he was that the umpire in that scene. Where's Anderson? Is he in that? Yeah, he sat on the umpire chair. Is he cameoed in all of them? I don't think all of them. But he Wonder he's a, he's one of the main voices in Isle of Dogs, one of the dogs. Is he? I'm not too sure which dog it is though. Oh, I was nearly to... one of the voices for a dog. Well, I say nearly. I hold on. The competition. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> I say hold on. <laughs> there was quite a lot of. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you, know, you were up against them. some like real he, top dogs. <laughs> you know, yeah, he had his. It, it was a, yeah. it was a big top. Yeah. Wes was, like, <laughs> you know, was like Brian Cranston or Jack Williams from yeah. Cornwall in England. You that's. Know, not a voice actor. I don't know, you know. At the end, the the major factor that you know that Wes was like Jack, you just you can't <laughs> do it. It's too expensive. Couldn't afford them. Brian is just w- yeah. way more within my budget, <laughs> and you were like, "Well, that's that's my number," you know. <laughs> yeah. I've I've put it out there what I'm worth, and he hasn't called back. So. Oh yeah, what do you think that has to say about you? <laughs> right, but why don't you tell us a real story about what the friggin' hell that was about, or was that actually not a thing? Are you taking what? the piss? What? About being a voice actor. Oh, no, yeah. It was like, so he set up, uh, it was for a charity. um, I think it was the Martin Scorsese Film Foundation. Okay, yeah. And I just had to donate, uh, I think it was $7, and then you can get entered into the prize draw to be one of the voices for the doctor and go to the film set that they were filming at in London. Oh, it would have been amazing. I would have cried if you did that. Yeah. Oh, I would have been able to bring one one person. If you had invited anyone else (laughs) other than me, I think we wouldn't be sat here now. I actually don't know who I would have Don't piss me (laughs) off. Don't. Honestly, don't piss me off. Uh, Just not when it comes to Wes. Any other director, fine. But Wes, no, he's the boy. I love him so much. So which one's your favourite, Aviz? I I would just... It would have to be Moonrise Kingdom or Darjeeling Limited, purely that it they were the first ones that I saw and just fell yeah. in love with that way of filmmaking yeah. and, and his films. But I think that aside from kind of judging them on that aspect, like my actual favourite one, oh, I, I do love the Grand Budapest Hotel. And, it's got to be Moonrise. With, oh, I don't know. 
I, I think honestly don't know. It's got Moonrise. My name on Twitter for about four years was Sam Shikusky. It was, yeah. <laughs> and on that group chat we had, yeah. what was your one? So, I, ja- other Jack was zero. I was Wes, wasn't I? No, you weren't no, Wes. No, Wes's boys. Yeah, the chat was called Wes's boys. I was, uh... Oh, <laughs> no, I was... Zissou? Steve? Were you... No, oh, you were no, Steve Zissou. No. Can we check No, now? you weren't. You were M. Gustav. I was M. Gustav. Because Libby was Eleanor Zissou. No, Ellen, um... She was Eleanor Zissou, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Jack was Zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was Sam Shikusky. And that was actually my Twitter name as well for about three years. <laughs> I just wanted to be that kid more than anything in the world. I, I dressed up as him for a... Uh, you did. You actually did. Yeah. Uh, for a Halloween party. Yeah, Halloween party. Uh, I remember that very much. I was Wally. Was that on the... I think I was Wally from... Uh, from Wally. That, that thing. <laughs> yeah, from Wally. <laughs> from that. <laughs> that thing right yeah. there. Uh, none of you can see it, but I've got two figures of Wally right in front of me. Um, but yeah. So... Who slash what would you say you compare your typical style of filmmaking to? Well, I guess it's difficult because I, I don't really create too much uh, fictional no, or like um, short films, really. But even in terms of some of the freelancing work you yeah. do, you, I think we unknowingly adopt a style and we always... I, I mean, I notice it a lot in editing more. I always fall back on a particular kind of... like style of shooting or even and i've done all sorts of type of filmmaking and video work as well i'm just curious like do you think there's someone where you've made something and let's not talk about the obvious here is perfect we will get onto that um apart from that have you ever watched something and gone you know that's quite similar something you've made that you're like that's quite similar oh that shot do you know what i mean yeah i i guess my It'd be similar to Wes. Yeah. Like, short films that I've made are very similar to Wes, uh, like drawn inspiration from him. And also, I think it's just because I, I love symmetry. I don't really like shooting. Well, you, you have to sometimes, but I, I do like symmetry within shots and kind of um, square square on to, to different. I agree, like, yeah. You know, I think say it... today we were shooting some buildings. I like having. You know, it was straight. Well, I don't know. There was a few diagonal shots yeah, that I was a bit like, I kind of oh, "Why to, are you doing that you know, for?" You have to mix them up, but you know, you I prefer the symmetry and the flatter framing. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, let's question. get on. It's yeah. difficult. It's, it's a good. It is a tough answer. one. Uh, I think about that a lot because I feel like. Yeah, what would yours be? Mine is definitely Wes, <laughs> and I remember at uni, my housemate Cody was watching some of my films and was like, "I can see where you get your influences from." <clears throat> one of them being Wes. Uh, I also think I draw a lot of inspiration from like David Fincher. Okay. He's the, he uses a lot of kind of greens and yellows and really dull colours as well, uh, and the contrasting. And uh, I talk about this word a lot. It's one of my it's my favourite word in the world. But the use of a term well, it's a term called chiaroscuro. Have you heard that before? Yeah. I it's have. an Italian word. Exactly sure. uh, it's used in like art. It's the contrast between like light and dark, or black and white, as it was in that, and so it was adopted in kind of film noir slash neo noir use. And David Lynch, uh, David Finch uses it quite a lot. So obviously the contrast between the light and dark, and just like so you get the striking images where it's like dark, but then also really like white outlines and stuff like that. And it just that style is something that resonated with me quite a lot because when I studied film at college, we did film noir. 
no, that's not correct. We did a module on actually we had to do a module on make it uh, on vampires in right. film. Uh, and so we had to make a vampire film, which was like the first short film I'd ever made. Yeah. And I did a film noir vampire film. And uh, yeah, I literally just was like, how can I, how can I basically recreate every Fincher film ever made? <laughs> I was like, I want to be, I want to make seven and fight club forever. Um, but obviously I've, that's changed a lot now. Wes Anderson and David Fincher are very different yeah, filmmakers, very different. but somehow I'm going to find myself caught in the middle. Imagine collaboration between them. Oh, that'd, be, uh, that'd be striking. Well, both used Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so, Brad has Brad Pitt been in any no. Wes films? No, I don't think so. No, I don't know who else has been in any Fincher films at the moment. Uh, so yeah, he's like, yeah. Kevin Spacey. Well, I probably shouldn't talk about that. To be honest, yeah. Oh yeah, we're, we're, I'll probably delete that. <laughs> right. So let's get on to the, the, you know, something I really want to talk to you about. So we've been talking about a short film we made called Here Is Perfect. Um, so this is a film we started in third year. Uh, took us pretty much the entire length of the year to make this film. It's phenomenal how much work we put into it. It was how long was it? About twenty minutes, wasn't it? Roughly, maybe I it just. E- I think it was exactly seventeen minutes fifty nine seconds. Right. If okay. Not bang on right. How, minutes. how are you going to say it's exactly seventeen minutes and fifty nine seconds? Like that's an exact time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's exactly <laughs> that length. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's exactly seventeen minutes and fifty nine seconds. Brilliant. Right. So it's eighteen minutes. Let's just let's just round it up. Don't don't be like that. You're looking at me now like you're mugging me off here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we made this film. Here is perfect. Uh, we decided to create a film because we also had Jack on, the t- on board, uh, another guy that we know, who was also in love with Wes Anderson, just like me and J- Jack. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll just call you Pete Willis, like we used to. <laughs> when was the last time you heard that? I don't know. <laughs> You're still saved in my phone as Pete Willis. <laughs> Because Jack's name is actually Peter Jack Williams, so we just called him Pete Willis, yeah, and he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the because a lot of people have tried to get Pete or PJ Peter kind of to cat like to latch on and just like. Stay. I can't believe you did. Yeah, happened. I could see you being a PJ. Yeah, I feel more so now rather than my like. But don't well, you can't no you can't PJ is like a name that's like a whole new personality. You don't just yeah. get to take that on now. No. I, I'm you, not a fan of PJ. Yeah, at the age of 24, you yeah. can't just be like, right, I'm having an identity crisis. I'm now PJ. I'm actually known as Schwills to a lot of people. Oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> what the fuck is Schwills? Schwills, yeah. What's that? Like, some of my friend's parents call me Schwills. Like, no. It's, it's kind of a thing. <laughs> no, it's a not. A lot of people know me as Schwills. Yeah, no, I don't think oh, they do, Jack. I think <laughs> you're having me on him. Hey, you're going to go... You know, and, uh, hideous. Right. Here is perfect. <laughs> So, we made this film very much influenced by a Wes Anderson. In fact, when I say influenced, we basically wanted to recreate a Wes Anderson film to a T. Like, quite, quite literally, yeah. everything about it was Wes Anderson. Like flawed characters, very symmetrical shots. The, the fluid the movements. Try to make the set design relatively yeah. intricate. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 um, the tracking and, like, the quick pans... Yeah, which we uh, got a few. We did. We actually that some things worked really well. So before we get into it, I want to hear your initial thoughts on what you thought of the film, and but rather than the process, what you actually thought of the final product. So I, I've watched it back in the past couple of months, and I actually really enjoyed it. I think it was like the nostalgia of bringing back some memories of okay. like when we were creating it as well. Yeah. But it is a bit frustrating because it's not fully finished. 
Um, but, but it is, but there were extra things that we could have done to make it a lot better. Like, there was a couple of shots in there that I didn't really like, like static shots. Yeah. Um, which is strange because we always pick it up, pick up on them at the time, so I don't know how we got some of yeah. them wrong. But, but uh, overall, I, I do really like the film. I feel like we could have done a little bit better, but at the end of the day, we did get a first for it. The only oh, first yeah. in the whole the year. The only so, first in the whole year for that it module. It could have been that bad. Yeah, well, I mean... Especially because we had that lecturer that I stormed out on about three times. Yeah. He still somehow gave us such a high mark. Yeah, um, yeah I know what you mean. Uh, I have yeah, what well, I've since watched it and thought, do you know what? We actually did really well with this. Um, we created... Because some, some of the things we had to do for that project was a, a nightmare. Lot of cast and crew. Yeah. Like those studio shoots, but they were really long days. A lot of people to organise, direct... To kind and of, I'd never done something of that caliber yeah, before either. Yeah. So another trait of like Wes Anderson is that like during one shot the camera is moving and most likely like say tracking. So we had it tracking towards the side, and then the main character was kind of interacting with different characters. Oh as yeah, I love that shot. Yeah. So that's quite difficult to like you know get the camera moving and panning at the right times. Having uh, our main lead actor Steve, um, who was playing Francis. God bless that man. God bless him. Um, great man. You know, he is a great man. Um, to like, in, you know, it, um, interact with all these different yeah. characters and then to like hit these points at different times. So, you know, we, we really kind of um, took on like a big job, like creating I, I, this film. I think early on in the creative, like the, the pre-production process, I don't think we realised how much we were taking on with this project. But I'm glad that we did. Yeah, I'm glad like we, we did. And we proved that we could do it. I reckon towards the end of like the production side, we, I think we sort of fell off of the kind of production. And rather, we were just more interested in getting the film done rather than it being like... Which is difficult because I think we were doing it for a grade as well. Like we had yeah. those deadlines. Exactly. Sometimes like if you're actually creating it outside of uni... I feel like you'd be able to, you know, you'd be able to do those reshoots and not have that really, like, the ability to not (laughs) do that. Yeah, I I mean, reshoots, yeah, whenever we did any reshoots for that, I mean, do you remember we did, so there's a particular scene in the film where we did the funeral. Yeah. And we did the whole shoot and we had to reshoot the entire thing again because we had no audio. Do you remember? The funeral? Do you not remember? Not the funeral, the, uh, the wake. Yeah, the wake. So yeah. we did the entire, spent an entire day doing a wake did we scene. Actually? And we had to reshoot the entire thing. Do you not remember? I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Because Rion, who says, yeah. Jonathan. That, that was, was Caitlin vision. before. Yeah. In the original one, it was Caitlin. But I did forget that. We, she couldn't come to the next shoot, so we had to get yeah. somebody else to do it. And uh, yeah, we did. We had to reshoot that entire scene because we had no audio. One of, it's, a, it's a simple shot. But one of my favourite shots in that film is is the funeral. Stunning. Because we turned up on the day and for that shoot, for that one hour, it snowed. Yeah, and it, it was didn't snow for like no. weeks, uh, like just that hour. Stunning. Like, like you know, a little bit of pathetic fallacy. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, it was we a very. We didn't know that it was going to snow. No, I think it <clears throat> it genuinely added to, you know the mood the overall mood of that film like it was a very or that scene it was a very i don't really know how to explain that scene like it's it's somewhat comical because you've got 
Steve playing Francis, like wanting to hurry everyone along and get out because he doesn't want to be here because he's not a people person. But then you've got other half like quite upset, but also he's a secondary character that had no fucking lines, so no one really gave a shit about him. So it's kind of weird, but I don't know. It was a really intricate scene that we had to include, but and I think it... we we did it really well because the film was meant to be a bit quirky and <clears throat> and kind of cover quite uh like difficult subjects because you know uh, well i don't want to well can we just say oh, i mean it's like, been a long time yeah. i don't even yeah no, just say so like you know he loses his position his job he's got so much pressure from these producers to create this film his wife's having having an affair with the other lead with male another actor. actor yeah yeah um he's he's struggling creatively people don't really necessarily like him but then it's got that kind of air of of kind of it being a bit like whimsical and, and funny yeah, and and you and you don't really know how to feel, and I think that that does actually come across quite well. I yeah, think. and that's always been a case for Wes, yeah. like again with the family issues, and that's something yeah. we really did adopt. Obviously, he's having issues with his wife and work, and like he, he hasn't like can't him. get the bad. You don't nice. like him. He's like he's horrible to people. Yeah, but then you feel so sorry for him because he's like yeah. So I think we we really I jet, I think we really him. captured. I I mean. One of the best elements of that entire film is the script. Yeah. Um, I mean, we rewrote it. Actually, we didn't. No, wait. Yeah, we did, didn't we? We rewrote it like six, seven times. Yeah, I think to a point where I was like, if I have to do any rewrites on this script, I might end my life, <laughs> to mm. be fair. Yeah. But yeah, we came up with something that was just so oh, amazing. The yeah. story is amazing. And I, I do think the actors delivered those lines and like the script very well there were my biggest issue for the film and I'm, I'm sorry if any of them listen to this my biggest issue with the film is that some like, for me Wes the characters in Wes's film do not overact and I wanted to really that was something I really wanted to hone in on personally is that none of the cast overact I didn't want them to over emote and sometimes they did, and I was just like, I think you're losing the whimsical yeah. side of it and the joke side to it by being too emotional. Yeah. And I think it's it's <clears> difficult because, you know, be not overacting is actually way more difficult than just even not even overacting. But yeah, in that spectrum, because you've got to be. I, I'm not an actor, so I don't really know how you do it. But I think to to be at that level is actually quite difficult. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. And I suppose as well, we don't, we didn't know the cast. This is the first time for me personally. I've worked with pe- actors yeah. that I didn't know. Mm. Obviously, we've all done it. We've all made films with our friends, and it's just like fine. It is what it is. Um, but this particular film, we decided we didn't want anyone we really knew in any of the main major roles. And I guess obviously we had to establish a relationship with them through the work, so they weren't able to kind of understand what we wanted because they didn't know us yeah so i kind of i obviously i accepted it and was like you know what they did a really great job and everyone did a fantastic job cannot fault it but for me i think the one thing that really lacks is just there's too much emotion in the film for a film i don't think has much in it really yeah That's um yeah and so would you would you say it went as well as you hoped I don't think anything that you create will go 100% right. Like there'll always be things that you'd like to change. Yeah. So it it did. I obviously because it was for uni. I, I was 
obviously ecstatic that it got the first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not um, kind of as good as it as good as I hoped it would be. Uh, but it was still good. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I think I've never made a film where I've come out and gone. Yeah, that 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 was that's it. We've nailed yeah. that. Although some uh, of the, I was really happy with the technical aspects, like because my role being camera, camera operator, like I was, I was really pleased with. Apart yeah. from, I think there's like three shots that I'm not happy with in Go the on. whole film. Go on. So there's uh, the one where we had to get pickups where he's saying no in that montage. Yeah. There's one of you actually like getting those boxes. Yeah. Didn't really like that shot. There was the one Rude. in the castle right at the end when he kind of blows up. Looks a bit kind of flat. Yeah, it's a bit shit. When he's bit... at the window, yeah, nice. Like... When we pan, bit he's shit. just like yeah. off centre. And... Oh, I don't know how I didn't see that at that time. And the third one? Uh, maybe it's just them two. I think it's just them two. Actually. Oh, there's loads. I could tell you every shot I hate in that film in an instant. <laughs> if you like. <laughs> <laughs> was one of them right firstly yes um wait what was the first one you said uh the box when you're picking oh up yeah boxes. that that sequence was i mean it was good but yeah we didn't get enough shots of steve in different locations i think if that felt flat like reference like pause this podcast and go and watch it so they know what we're talking yeah about. um it's on my youtube channel oh okay so what's your youtube channel link you just jack? type in peter jack williams and oh. it should come up oh wow way to way to plug yourself I'll, halfway I'll through the show <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's not many peter jack williams in the world is there <laughs> no 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 they probably just go they probably just went sod it i'll be pj apart from my granddad I suppose. was his name peter jack williams as well well he's actually called cecil john <clears throat> right but, hold on oh no but he was known as <laughs> He was known as Jack. Uh, what is it with you lot just not accepting your name <laughs> and just going with Jack? I don't know. You're Peter and you're like, yeah, no, but just call me Jack. <laughs> All right. <But> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely do go check it out. Um, it actually is a really good film. Uh, obviously, we just made it. on. It's a hard, We're harsh critics. I guess that's what it is, really. So, with that in mind, making that film... Um, and with everything you've done going forward, what would you say are some of the toughest challenges you've faced in your time as a filmmaker and some that people from the outside might just not understand? I think it was coming out of university and having that degree, but not having any real experience within the actual world of okay. work and finding getting that first opportunity it was like gold dust. Like it's amazing. I, I really struggled to do it, and because you know now I'm doing more freelance work because of those opportunities, really. But I've been able to save up money and, and buy equipment, and now I'm well more equipped with like yeah. my like my camera I've got now. So if I had the camera and stuff back then, maybe I would have been able to do some work. But at the same time, I wasn't really that knowledgeable on how to really go about it. Yeah. So I think it was that. It it was the yeah, it was really tough to get that first opportunity. And when that happened, I knew it would just snowball and it has. Um, so I think people don't really you know that it's actually like 
really difficult and i think a lot of freelancers and and people within the creative industry like really struggle to do that job that they want yeah. like i've met so many people that just give up and, uh, and i'm glad that i just never gave up like oh, i always yeah. thought you know if i keep on plugging away and and trying my best like i i, I will get something mm. so i just never gave up Nah, good and i think that is an important thing as well especially with this kind of work and i i'm not gonna sit here and say that say who might have said these sort of things but I, I i don't know about you but i've always had people in my life when i said this is the sort of work i want to get into they're like yeah you're not going to get anywhere with that that's just, that's yeah. impossible how are you ever going to be and that is like annoying like i don't I, I don't think it ever disheartened me i just find it annoying it's like mm. don't be so miserable yeah like it, it's already a tough field of work to get into but yeah, it's one of the most highly demanded things out there. And it's just baffling that people don't see that as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree. I 100% agree with you. I genuinely say one of the toughest things as well is you really do have to persevere with this kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can't give up early. <clears throat> no. You need to just keep and, on. And um, on. That's the thing, is it? You have to really push yourself. You're going to have it tough for a couple of weeks and a couple of months. Not everyone falls into success. Yeah. And no lucky. one's going to do it for you. Like, you're, you're, no. you're only you could ultimately can only do the work yeah 100 percent. and so you do as you with jack williams creative you do something very similar to what i do uh you make promo and commercial kind of work but what's the next step for you what's and sort of what's the overall goal so let's start with what what's the next step for you next step next step is finding more clients getting okay. my brand kind of known yeah getting myself known and building up that kind of rapport with clients mm. um, and kind of developing the work into other fields of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't really know where, where that is, but I, I just want to keep on going and just see where it takes me really. Fair, fair um, enough. Um, yeah. Obviously we did it. We've collaborated today. Do you think that's a good route to take the I collaborated? So. Cause I know it's obviously we freelance and we're solo. Yeah. But do you think the collaboration kind of help will help you get to where you need to get to? Or definitely, because I think it's just meeting more people. Yeah, and and as we're both kind of starting out, I think it's really important to help each other, and uh, yeah, just just build through that. And, yeah, and also when you think about it, you you you'll get almost double the work double the work because oh, definitely i'll be finding people and get you involved and you'll be finding people and get me involved and vice versa and like with other with other yeah. people as well so i would say 50 percent of what we do is networking yeah 100 percent um yeah. you know you can do all the shoots and you can do all that but if you don't have the clients and you don't know the people it genuinely is one of those things that is it's not what you know it's who you know and you could yeah. know everything and you could have all the gear in the world but if you don't know a soul you're going to struggle to find the work out there. And it sucks. And, uh, and I never... People always said that. Like, it's always who you know. And I thought, no, it's like... If you're good at something, you... You know, people will want want you. And you'll want... that Your services will be wanted. Yeah, but I think it's... It starts off like... It's who you know. Yeah. And then when you've got your portfolio and you've built a bit of rapport and like you've... You've, you've, you know, you've established yourself... People do start to see your talent and yeah. will probably acknowledge that as well. But yeah, yeah, word of mouth is one of the strongest things. Yeah, I definitely think so. 
yeah comfortable yeah. Yeah, to, to believe it yeah 100% me too um and so the last bit of that is what is the overall goal like what where, where's Big the point question. that is a huge question and i know it will change and i'll probably get you on here again yeah um and i but for at this particular moment in time what would you say is the point you'll be like i've made it I don't think there will ever be that point. Right. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. I'll always, not necessarily want more, but I'll always want to keep on challenging myself. I yeah. think I'll never, I'll never reach that kind of overall satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really know what. That's just you know, the filmmaker in you, isn't it? Yeah. You'll never be fully, tr- you'll never be truly satisfied. Exactly. But I think I. I, I honestly do not know. Like I, I'm just kind of like rolling with the punctures at the moment. Yeah, fair but enough. But I think I'd love to have my my own like well, like I've started it now, but to eventually have some people like working for me. But again, like yeah. I, I'll already start to do that. But just build the company more and and get more more clients, uh, getting my name known and and just making some exciting projects. I yeah. Suppose, and, I'd I'd love to have my own office space, an office yeah. space that, you know, I can also rent out to people. So I'd have like a, a a recording studio for people to come do podcasts. I'd have kind of like a film uh, kind of segment where you'd be able to come do like professional photography shoots. You'll be able to come and do like interviews there. Um, some very also, studio work and yeah. stuff. And I think yeah, there'll be some <laughs> workstations where you can kind of like rent out the space to be able to like come in and do your work you can run out for like months or or whatever like just yeah just a day um i, th- I think I've, I've had that idea it's a bit kind of all up in the air i don't really know exactly what what it is but yeah i'd love to have that kind of creative space and call it my own yeah no i i i think for me as well i would like a studio uh that would be kind of a real point where i'm like this is unreal yeah. but do you think you'd want to eventually branch into fiction work Honestly, I'd I'd love to. Yeah. My my all my goal was all was always to be able to work within feature films mm-hmm. and like TV drama etc. But for the moment, I don't feel like that's really in my trajectory. Yeah, no, me neither. But I'd I'd absolutely love to do it. Um, I think commercial work and the promo work is really great. You can depending on the company you work for, you can get some. I mean, every company really. You can get some really inventive shots, yeah, uh, and it really stylish stuff. Yeah. So I think it can be rewarding, yeah. and obviously, yeah, as as much as fiction work can yeah. be really. So and you never know what will happen, like what doors will open, and what you know, um, even if you don't do it full time, like you might get a few experience, like chances to do stuff yeah. like that here and there. Hundred percent. Ah, right. Yeah. Well, Jack, I've got one last question for you, and it's my it's my question that I'm going to have for everyone every week. Ooh. Have you got any tips for any aspiring filmmakers out there that are looking to get into this sort of work as well? So I guess I, I said it for one of the questions was uh, about like the struggles. I think it is just to always kind of believe in yourself. And and I think it's human nature to put yourself down uh, and, to, and to not believe that you, that you can do a good job. <clears throat> so... But you, but you should, because you, you should believe in yourself. Never kind of regret like decisions, and always move on, move forward, and just never give up. Yeah. On that dream, if you, if you want it enough, and I feel like I did, and I'm only just starting out, but I've I've managed to get to a pretty good point 
now. Yeah. That honestly, just just never give up. Like it, something will happen if if you want it enough, things will happen. Uh, yeah, and that, that's my best advice. I think. Unreal. I like it. That's the first tip of yeah. the show: is do not give up. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. Just go for it. You've just it got to push cliche, it. It sounds cliche, but it's true. It is. It is. Sometimes the most cliche things are yeah. the best things. Um, you have just. Um, it is one of those things. You've just got to push through it, and you eventually you will get to where you want to go. Yeah, and I am a sucker for a cliche. Oh yeah. I, I, oh yeah. I know that I about you. I, I remember your um your your project you made at uni. Your running one. There was a lot of quotes yeah. in that. You are a sucker for a quote in that bad boy. All right. Um, Jack, thank you very much for joining me today. You've been astounding as my first guest. I'm genuinely really excited to go forward with it now. You've given me all the hope I need for this no show. At all. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. That's probably the nicest thing he's ever said, and I've got that on record. So that's <laughs> amazing. Um, but just quickly, Jack, uh, where can we find you? Where, where, you know, where can people, if they want to look you up, hook you up, what's, what's the deal? So you can find my creative instagram page at jack williams creative yep uh my website will also be jack williams creative as well dot uh, com dot com or dot co- okay got dot um, com. and uh yeah all my work on there and if you wanted to check out some of the other projects uh kind of like more like home videos will be on my youtube which is just peter jack williams fantastic uh thank you very much jack again and i'll hopefully catch you next time yeah cheers cheers Oh, that was Jack on my very first episode. Uh, what an amazing guest. So much to say. Uh, he wanted me to tell you some things about him winning an award because he's working for a company and they have just been, I think he was saying they won best videography company in the UK or something like that. Uh, so he kept bragging, like, he was like, how does it feel to be working with an award winning videographer? And uh, it was doing my head in. So I'm actually not going to give him the shout out he deserves. Even though I've just told you all about it, I'm still not going to give him the shout out he deserves. But um, I would like to say thank you, Jack, for being my very first guest. Uh, you're an amazing guest. And it's making me so excited. You know, it's going to be a wonderful podcast. So many more amazing guests coming your way. Thanks for sticking around and tuning in. Uh, really appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next one. See you soon. Cheers.